2: live.
1: Good
3: afternoon, everyone. This is Gloria. Yes. This is your call to worship for the fifth Saturday of April, April 29, 2017. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made God their hope and confidence. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises will continually be in my mouth. And good good evening. I bring you greetings and welcome from Reverend Millicent Black, our pastor, and welcome to Refuge from the Storm Conference Call Church, a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. To our members and regular listeners, thanks for your faithfulness. First-time listeners, and visitors, welcome and thanks for coming. We pray that something that will be said or done today will serve to build you up and strengthen your faith. Our worship serving team today will include Dr. Black, Elder Carolyn Cunningham will serve as our worship leader, Minister Juanita Purdy will lead us in altar prayer, and Sister Cassandra. Lewis continues to serve as our talk shoe manager. Just a couple of announcements. Please uh, don't forget and uh, try to attend, if you can, our Wednesday night study that's this coming Wednesday. The subject of the lesson will be protecting love, protecting love. The scripture will be John, the 10th chapter, the 1st through the 15th verses. Dr. Black would like me to remind you to please mark on your calendars and save the date for the summer retreat that's June 23rd through the 25th to be held at United Theological Seminary's Center for Urban Ministry in Dayton, Ohio. And please uh, continue to look for additional announcements and a uh, flyer from Sister Jaleese Thompson. Also, please, if you have not done so, please don't forget to email your membership contact information to the email address refugefromstorm2016 at yahoo.com. Thank you so much for your attention. And after Sister Cassandra has played our opening song, Elder Carolyn Cunningham will lead us further in worship.
1: Amen. As you're giving this year restoration, we want to sing this message of good news tonight. That trouble is not last always. anybody grateful for that tonight. Hallelujah. It's a simple song. When you catch it, sing along with us, okay? Come, on, come on.
4: today one ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this gathering of believers, this gathering of the faithful in Christ Jesus. Through the power of your Holy Spirit, infuse us with love for you, for each other, and for ourselves, for you made us. By loving one another, we forgive and accept each other as your children. We seek your help in enabling us to make sacrifices for others without complaining. We especially have to be mindful of this, as many in our community have great needs of all kinds. Whatever we do for one another will often not be repaid because of our circumstances. Help us to have kind and understanding hearts when this happens. Father God, please give us discernment through the power of your Holy Spirit to determine what our gifts are. Give us the courage and strength to step forward, to use our gifts, to honor you and give you glory and to love our neighbor as ourselves. If we're blessed with the gift of written expression or storytelling, help us to write in ways that honor you and reflect your love for us. If you've blessed us with the gift of a beautiful singing voice, help us to praise you with it. Whether we're painters, musicians, cooks, managers, financiers, home designers, homemakers, or good listeners, help us to use these gifts to the best of our abilities in all that we say and do and continuously praise and thank you for blessing us with these gifts. Father God, no matter what we do, keep us mindful that you are to be glorified. In Christ Jesus, we ask this of thee. Amen. Amen. Now we'll
1: have another praise song.
2: Sister Helen, would you mind
3: leading us in prayer? And Mr. Juanita, is not here at the moment.
0: Yes, I will.
1: Thank you.
0: Precious Heavenly Father, we just come to praise you today, and we thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit amongst us already through your words, your prayers, and songs. Father God, we reach out to you today and ask you to take complete control of everything that will be sung, spoken. I pray that by your Holy Spirit you will anoint Pastor Millicent today, that your message through her will reach every listener that has come today. Father, I just praise you, Father, that we still are gathering in this way and that we have grown, Lord. I thank you for every listener that is tuned in today, those that keep tuning in, and I pray for those that will still come. Uh, but I pray that you would hear each heart, you know each need, that you will fulfill your promises to us, Lord, that never leave us or forsake us. I pray for every need to be met, whether it's physical, financial, Father God, we look to you, Lord, as the author and the of the We have no one else but you. Give us strength in every new day. Guide us and lead us. Order our steps, I pray, which every day that we get up from our bed will help us to walk in the path that you would want us to walk in, Lord. And we turn over this service and pray for your mighty blessings and thank you in advance for all that you have already done and what you're about to do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.
4: Amen. Thank you, Sister Holmes. Thank you so okay. welcome. Okay. Now we'll have another song before the message delivered by Reverend Milton.
1: This song says, God's mercy kept me
4: so I wouldn't let go.
2: Anybody in here ever felt like giving up? Just throwing in the towel, just giving up. I'm not going to ask you to
4: hunt anybody, but just look at them. That person you're looking at is here tonight only because of God's mercy and His grace. Somebody only just tell God, thank you for your mercy.
1: And your grace has kept me. really down. The devil really had me. But God's mercy kept me. I'm here tonight because of God's mercy. Amen. Yeah, yeah.
2: Amen. You know what he said on the end of it Oh to be kept by Jesus How many of us have felt like We were at the end of our rope That we couldn't go on any farther That we couldn't hold on any longer But the songwriter says But God kept me He held me close And he wouldn't let go wonder if you've been at the place Where you felt the arms of God wrap around you And you knew that you were at a place of safety Because in the world that we're living in right now, if you can find a safe place apart from God, I'd like to hear about it. We have to know that we know that we know that we know that God's arms are always there to pull us close to him, to hold us close, even at the times when we want to throw up our hands, throw in the towel, scream, sometimes not even get out of the bed in the morning. But because Of the power of God Because of the presence of God And because he won't stop Wooing us and drawing us to himself We can keep going on day by day God does indeed keep us And that's what keeps me From letting go I give thanks and praise To God my father for each of you That are with us today I also want to thank you For your presence Again I don't take it lightly That you with us because you could have been doing anything else with your time this afternoon, but I appreciate that you chose to use your time and in worship with us of the Almighty God. I'm always proud to acknowledge the ministry team to us as they participate in our service week after week. It's a privilege that many of you have agreed to take to that kind of a commitment, to take part in the in the actual service that we uh, have each week, and so I want to say thank you to you and you and you, especially. Thank you for all of the parts that you play during this worship hour. God be the glory for those who are visiting with us, and I want you to know and others to know that we are. We live all across these United States, from St. Louis, Missouri, to Ohio, to Maryland, to Washington, D.C., from California to Pennsylvania to Kentucky, to Washington State, Florida, Tennessee, New York, New Jersey, Virginia, Kansas, and even Canada. And you would not know that we're all working together by God's grace through a conference call. But, boy, we thank God for it. Our scripture today is going to be a little longer than usual, just the scripture, and then I'm going to lift out of it the verse that we're going to be talking about or focusing on. But it's important to read all of it to give you a, a clearer understanding. For those of you who have your Bibles or if you want to write down the scripture text so that you can go back and look at it later, do that. It's Isaiah starting with verse 25 and going through chapter 45, verse 6.
1: So Isaiah
2: 44, verse 25, through verse 40, chapter 45, verse 6. I'm reading today from the King James Bible. Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, And he that formed thee from the womb, I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by myself, that frustrateth the tokens of the liars and maketh diviners mad, that turneth wise men backward and maketh their knowledge foolish, that confirmeth the word of his servants, And performeth the counsel of his messengers, that saith to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be inhabited, and to the cities of Judah ye shall be built, and I will raise up the decayed places thereof. That saith to the deep, be dry, and I will dry up your rivers. That saith of Cyrus, he is my shepherd, and shall perform all my pleasures. Even saying to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be built, and to the temple, thy foundation shall be laid. Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden, to subdue nations before him, and I will loose the loins of kings, to open before him the two lavish gates, and the gates shall not be shut. I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut and sunder the bars of iron. And I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, will call thee by thy name. Am the God of Israel. For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, mine elect, I have even called thee By thy name. I have surnamed thee, though thou hast not known me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west, that there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is none else. Let us pray. Most loving God, we thank you for being God. We thank you, Father, for the many ways in which you indeed show us that you are the Lord and there is none beside you. We thank you, O God, for this day and for this opportunity to gather around the word of the living God. We ask you, Father, to Open up our hearts and our minds, O oh God. Increase, I pray, the anointing that is within us because your word says the anointing is what destroys the yoke and removes the burden. Help us, oh, God, I pray as we leave this place this day to be assured, O oh God, with a strong and a solid assurance that you are God. You're in charge. You're in control. And you take care of your own. Thank you, Father, for being our God, for being our our protector. Thank you, God, for going before us to indeed make our crooked road straight and our rough road smooth. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 And for a, a a subject today, and I want y'all to kind of meditate on it as. And go back and put this the scripture title with the scripture today, and in charge God, and in charge God. How many times have you been in a place or gone to a place and you were at the point of having to ask someone who's in charge here? And someone would come from behind the counter or from behind the door or out of an office and come with their hands maybe outstretched saying, I'm the one in charge. That's often, I'm sure, something that is made known on a military base or at a police department. Who's in charge? Everybody wants to know who's in charge. Well, it's competent yet amazing that people who were proclaiming their faith in God, though President Trump did not seem to be the first choice for most voters, and their reaction when the news was broadcast that the election had been concluded, the votes had been counted, the electoral Votes were in, and we had a new president. The news report announces the mistakes and victories of our president's first 100 days in office. It came out this week, and Christendom still looks for the hand of God in this leadership that will affirm to us that God has always been in charge and that God has not left us strong, not for a second. I still like to repeat what I heard Bishop Vastar McKenzie say, and she said it more than once in more than one place, and it's stuck in my heart. God is always involved in the affairs of God's people. So God is involved in the prophecies that are designed to comfort God's people, that even when it looks like all hell has broken loose and all is lost, God is Still involved in the choices, the decisions, and the outcome of what affects God's people. Isaiah is most often remembered for his revelation of his pitiful state only after he saw the Lord God Almighty, and he said he was high and lifted up. Isaiah declared that in the same year they lost King Uzziah, he saw the Lord, and Heard the Lord calling him to minister to God's people. I tried to list the many prophecies that Isaiah is credited to have spoken from the heart of God, but they were too many. Just like that, he was a major mouthpiece used by God to speak of the future that only God could know, even today. That future is in God's mind. Except that prophecies are uttered, one will not be able to be assured that God does indeed know the future that God alone has planned for God's people in God's world. So when God spoke to Jeremiah, I know the plan, he really did. He really knew the plan that he had for his people. Today's text is about a pagan king named Cyrus. Cyrus is king of Persia and is credited with destroying the kingdom of Babylon and being used by God to set the children of Israel free and to give them assistance in the rebuilding of Jerusalem. Here's the parts of the scriptures that I read in Isaiah 44:28, where God is assuring Israel that Jerusalem and the temple will be restored. Cyrus is so important in biblical history because God introduces this king long before he was ever born. My research says this prophecy was given to Isaiah some 165 to 200 years before Cyrus was ever born. And God called him by name. God knew that Cyrus was going to be born into a heathen family that he would never know God as Lord and that he would be willing to be used by God to see God's people restored. The scripture reports God's words to Cyrus as saying, Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden, to subdue nations before him, and I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the two leavened gates and the gate shall not be shut. Notice God says, whose right hand I have holden." Now notice, Cyrus has not been born yet. In fact, his parents probably had not been born yet. But God was already saying through Isaiah the prophet, I have held your hand. I want you to think about where God is in our suffering. God promises, uh, makes a promise to the man who will be so instrumental in the release and restoration of not just the land, but the people of the land. We can think back to God's promise to Solomon and Isaiah before the Babylonians destroyed Jerusalem. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my faith, turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. Can you believe that before you or I ever got in any kind of trouble, God already knew what it would be? He knew how it came to be and how to get us out of it. It's hard to believe, but some of our trouble God planned before we were ever born. And based on this text today, God knew about all of the trouble we'd ever know. Our opening song by Anthony Brown is just a reminder to us that even today, trouble don't last always. It looks like it. It feels like it. It seems like it. When we read about it, it looks again like it's in print. It's in black and white. It doesn't seem like trouble is going anywhere. But the message today serves as a tangible and a vivid promise from God that even this trouble that we are in right now can't last. The timing of the prophecy about Cyrus by Isaiah probably seemed useless to Israel since they knew that God used the Hebrew people to win God's battle. Their surprise was probably the same as our response would have been to anyone who told us that we'd be used in some human experimentation that was really designed to see how long we could live under extreme Obesive condition Would you have believed it If someone had knocked on your door And told you They had just heard that Trouble was coming your way Would you have invited That person in To tell you more about it Or would you have slammed the door in their face And called them crazy It reminds me of Noah And how the people made fun of him As he worked on that ark for up to 120 years before the rain came. Some says these people had never seen rain. I question that since rain is such an integral part of agriculture. God would not have forgotten to let it rain on the gardens. However, he would never forget to turn off the rain. And even when the flood came, he didn't forget to tell the clouds to dry up. This was all in the plan. He wasn't mistaken when he told Israel that a heathen king would cause their freedom to be realized any more than he was mistaken when he told Abraham that his people would be in captivity for 400 years. God knew the plan, and God not only was involved in the affairs of man, but God is in charge of the affairs of man today. Are you beginning to see where this message is going? It doesn't matter who the president is at least not to God. God can use a heathen just as much as he can use a Hebrew or Christian to fulfill God's plan for God's creation. Let me show you. Balaam was a diviner from Moab. Yet God told Balaam that all he could do to God's people was to bless them. God didn't know, Balaam didn't know God, but apparently the donkey did. But the donkey, the story says, saw the angel of God with his sword drawn and kept stalling. Finally, Balaam hit the donkey. The donkey spoke to Balaam, why are you hitting me? And the angel of God became visible, telling Balaam how the donkey had saved his life because he would have struck him dead. The angel would have struck Balaam dead if he, the donkey, had not turned. Balaam had been told by God, You can't curse what I have blessed. And yet he set out to do exactly what God told him not to do. God sent him a real sign that he meant business. None of the scenes, though, in Balaam's life were a surprise to God. I believe that God knew the end before the beginning, just like he promised. Of even this trip. Of Israel across their enemy territory Then we've got Jezebel Y'all remember Jezebel She was the wife of King Ahab Ahab was an, uh, a king of Israel And Jezebel was a heathen princess Ahab was the first king of Israel That married a foreigner A non-Hebrew woman and She was called crafty, malicious and cruel She was best known for her persecution Of the saints of God Jezebel would entertain the prophets of Baal at the table of the king in blatant disregard for the God of Israel. It was Jezebel who ordered the death of Ezekiel after Ezekiel was instructed by God to pray that there be no rain. Ezekiel ran for his life, hid. He got fed by God down by the brook by a raven. Then God sent him back to confront Jezebel and her prophets. God used this situation to show the prophets of Baal that they were serving the wrong master, and it cost all of them their lives. Every single one of those prophets to Baal were killed. Then there's Rahab. Rahab was a harlot, a prostitute, if you will, who lived at Jericho. She was from the tribes of the Amorites. But it was Rahab who provided protection for the spies, that was sent by Joshua to check out Cana. The plan was set into action for the Jericho Wall to be miraculously fallen. And the orders were that everyone was to be killed. The scarlet cord was the reminder that Rahab and her family were to be saved. Y'all remember that the uh spies told her to hang that cord out the window so that they would be reminded, and they would know to come and get them. And that's what she did. The Jericho wall fell. All were being slaughtered. But Rahab and her family were saved. And all of this was part of God's plan. That Rahab would be part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. And this is something that I didn't learn until the day Rahab became the mother of Boaz. You see in God's plan come to to come to full fruition. Then there's Ruth. Ruth was a Moabite who married the son of Naomi, and Naomi was a Hebrew woman. Naomi ends up a widow and sonless due to death in a foreign land. Both of Ruth's daughters were Moabite. Both of Naomi's daughter-in-law were Moabite. Ruth made the decision to go with Naomi back to Bethlehem while Oprah stayed with her own people. The end of this story is that Ruth became the wife of Boaz, the son of a former prostitute, who becomes the mother of Jesse, the father of David, who is in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Does God know the end before the beginning? Can you believe that God plans our future? Look at how God used these people who never knew him as Lord until Ruth decided, I'm going to take your God for my God. A Moabite was sent to bless God's children. A Sidonian was used to show the power of God to the prophets of Baal by a prophet of God. An Amorite woman becomes the mother of the great-grandmother of King David. And a Moabite woman becomes the grandmother of David. Yet God used all these people to fulfill God's plan for humanity. And we're here today persecuted, ostracized, isolated, slandered. It is because we belong to God. And it's also because men are evil. So who will stop them? I can't tell you how many times I've prayed to God and asked him to send a David to slay my Goliath. I've repeated Jeremiah 29 11 to God so many times that I actually know them all by my heart. I've agreed with the words of God to Jeremiah about God being the God of all flesh. And when he asked the question, is anything too hard for the Lord, I agreed with Jesus. Nothing is too hard for God. And yet I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. We hear God saying to us today, remember Cyrus. No one would have thought that God would have prophesied about using a heathen king to free the Hebrew people so many years before they were taken captive by King Nebuchadnezzar. But no one would have believed how God knew that Israel was going to Egypt where they would stay 400 years except that God had already planned it. Miles Monroe, a great preacher from the Bahamas, told us that God went all the way to the end of time, mapped out our steps. Then he came back to the beginning to let us live out God's plan. I believe that. I believe that God is always in charge. Even when man does his own thing, God is still in charge. He allows time, just like he planned that things would be done in time. A baby takes nine months to be formed and born. A calendar year is 12 months during which four seasons take place. Each vegetable that is planted in a garden takes a specific time to grow into edible state. God knows how long it takes for man to come to his senses, and God knows which men will never come to their senses. God promised Cyrus victory over every battle on his way to free God's people, sent them back to Jerusalem, and restore the temple. God promises us to be with us in trouble, to defeat our enemies, to heal us, and to restore what was lost. Is God in charge? Did God allow these things to happen to you without a plan? Well, I invite you to look at what has happened to any of the people we've talked about today. And you can see God had planned from Rahab to Jesus. Because Rahab came, then Balaam, then Ruth, and then Elijah. We don't know who God will use to end this life of terrorism that we live in. We don't know which rock will slay our Goliath, but we have to be convinced that we serve an in charge God. But Sean Mitchell sings a song that. The first time I heard it was such a timely occurrence in my life, I began to cry. I really needed to hear that God was in charge that day, and my pastor began to sing these words. Sometimes discouraged but not defeated. Cast down but not destroyed. There are times I don't understand, but I believe it's turning around for me. I've had struggles and disappointments. There are times. I felt so alone. Some of my friends, they let me down. But I still believe it's turning around for me. And the chorus just says, around for me, around for me. Around for me is turning around for me. And then he came back with a, a, a fresh word of encouragement, and it won't always be like this. The Lord will perfect that concerning me sooner or later. It will turn in my favor. It's turning around for me. I want you to believe that God knows where we are. I want you to believe that God sees our pain and knows all about our suffering. I want you to believe that in spite of all that it looks like and all that we sometimes feel like when we come to our conclusions, God is still and in charge. God, amen,
4: amen, amen, Mm -hmm. amen, amen. Yes, God is in charge. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Reverend Millicent, for that stirring and timely message. Mm -hmm. We receive it as God's word speaking through you.
1: Mm
4: Amen. Now we'll have another song before. Invitation to discipleship.
1: All night. Darwin, where are you?
2: How many know that God is able
1: to do exceedingly, abundantly above all you can ask of Whoa! Appalling to the power. That work is, you know. Hallelujah. How many believe it tonight? Somebody turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, He's able. Tell somebody else, He's able. Y'all ready? (laughs) Exceedingly. Abundantly. above. All oh, you could ask for him, according to the power that will in you. you, God is able to do just what he said he will do. He's for hell I'm yeah, here to excuse promised you Don't give up on God Cause He won't give up on you He's able yeah. How many believe in tonight? Yeah, yeah He's able Thank Thank you Jesus He's gotta help His team. God, God is able to. He's able, yeah, He is. He's able, He's able, He's able, He is. He's able, How many know? He's able, He's not a man that He lies. Whatever it's done, He's, able. He's gonna do it. He's able. He's so.
4: Thank all of you who are here with us on the phone or the internet. Remember, uh, Jesus loves you. We invite you to discipleship and offer a prayer of thanksgiving. Jesus is in the healing business for those who are lonely, brokenhearted, or at the end of their rope. Here are some steps to take on the road to salvation. First, admit you're a sinner. Secondly, be willing to repent. Turn from sin. Third, believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again. Fourth, invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know I am not where I want to be and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name. Amen. All of you who are listening, unite with Refuge from Storm Church or a Bible-based church in your local community. Start reading the Bible. We also urge you to read a daily devotional for daily inspiration in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. A daily devotional will help you in your study of the Bible. Here are some suggestions for either online or print copy. Our dailybread.org, upperroom.org, pastorrick.org, intouch.org, joelolstein.com, And there are many others you can find on the Internet. Email us at refugefromstorm2016 at yahoo.com to become a member for prayer or for other suggestions on how to start your journey to Christianity through the Bible. Thank you for joining us today in worship and in celebration of Christian unity with believers. Please join us again next Saturday at the same time and place. Remember that God is with you always, even as you are targeted. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Now we'll have our our closing hymn.
0: Hello, please stay with me.
3: I think I was muted. Did you hear me?
1: Clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Yeah.
2: Dixon by Reverend mm. Thank you, Elder Carolyn. I hope you all. Well, thank you for being patient when whatever happens to our music and it, it becomes um, muffled or uh, doesn't come out as clear as it as it begins. But just know that when it begins to become unclear, there are uh, there's usually human interference causing the problem. Want to thank each of you again for being with us this afternoon. I want to remind you about Bible study on Wednesday evening, uh, prayer team call on on uh, each Saturday morning at eleven Eastern Standard Time. Invite you back to church service on next Saturday at six p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today was um, Sister Elka Morris's birthday. So I just want to acknowledge that and, and wish her a very happy birthday. I'm not sure if she's on the call or not, but I want her to know that we do indeed appreciate her and pray that God will grant her many more. And as we are dismissed, I want you to be reminded of who is in charge and the fact that we serve an in-charge God. Father, thank you for this day, God. Thank you for your word that is so special and precious to us. Thank you, O God, that you sent your word to heal us, that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. God, thank you. That you uphold the world by the word of your power. Thank you, O God, for granting us an opportunity to hide your word in our hearts, that we may not sin against you. God, strengthen us, keep us, hold us, O God. Thank you, Father God, for being willing to speak to us even in the midnight hour, to give us a song in the night, O God, to remind us that you are truly with us. Now to him who is able to keep you from falling, to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever.
0: Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. If you uh, would like to have prayer, special ministry, be sure and stay on the call after the call is, uh, the recording is ended and we will be happy to pray with you. Sister Cassandra, you can end the recording now.
0: Um, I had a little interference. I was completely um, logged out of talk to you. I have to log back in to, to end the recording.